When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Hello, my friends. It's me, Ken Napsok, for the 54th edition of The Three Things, a show about three things on my mind. I, I talk about them, I, li- I list them, and then, then, and then I talk about them. Three to, three to one. Is, uh, is that all we need to make this show? Yeah, I, I think that's all we need. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here with all of you at the end of all things. I'm kidding. It's not. We're going to get through this. We have to get through this. We will get through this. I want to do a special shout out, as always, to my Patreon supporters, all of them. Thank you so much for what you do, investing in me. Big thanks to my executive producer supporters, Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, Bedore, Matt Thompson, Nathan Ovidell, First Rate Nate, Zach Anderson, Ty Schallenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Berger, and Andrew Siner. Old Handsaw, who was featured this week on Five Extra Minutes on the Patreon page, and Zach Taylor. And Tyler Birch, Tyler and I, currently consulting over a podcast he's putting together. Go to patreon.com slash to find the tier that best suits your desires. Or you can support me in this way, by listening to this program. That is all I ask. And quite frankly, I don't even ask that. Let's get right to it. What is on my mind this week? Number three. Number three. What is it? It's masks. This weird thing. I, I, I try to do content that has nothing to do with the lockdown and COVID-19 and everything that's going on. And then I have I have it on my mind, so I have to talk about it because it might be on your mind. I am a mask wearer. There's always talk. And in the last couple of years, there's jokes, dark jokes, dark humor. And then just some straight-out statements where we might be heading towards a civil war. And sometimes you're like, that's ludicrous. And other times you're like, no, it might be. Who who knew that masks were, were going to be the thing that pushes everyone over the edge? I am a mask wearer. I am not the type that's going to shove a mask onto your face if you're out and about without one. But I, I might want to. I don't know. Because here's the thing, I, I I understand if you're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute here. I was watching a YouTube video and they said that, you know, in the beginning, the masks, don't don't take the masks. They're not, you, you don't need them. Not doing anything. And then you, had, you need to wear masks. And you know what? A little column A, a little column B. There's some truth to all of it. I understand. I didn't, I didn't wear masks for a while until I had to. Fortunately, my friends at Dead Celebrity had some cool Star Wars-themed masks ready to go. Does it sound like an advertisement? Kind of. Check it out. Use the 
Check out code NAPSOCK20. Get 20% off of any order at deadcelebrity.com. No, I'm not working that in because I'll tell you right now, it's not an influencer dealer deal. I'm not getting anything from that. I'm getting the uh, joy out of supporting some friends in their uh, small business. And also, that's out of respect for you, the Knapsack Files listeners who reacted to just me saying I was purchasing masks from them. And you, you charged over there and you helped them, so they wanted to give that back to you. I'm not getting a dime from that. So I don't feel bad about bringing that up right now. In fact, I'm bringing it up because I suggest you order some masks and wear them. But this isn't one of these rants. This isn't me saying, finger wag, wear a mask. I am just, I can't help but feel tension when I go outside and I pop into a store. Now, most stores where I'm at, they have big signs on the wall. No mask, you ain't coming in. No mask, no service. And I'm seeing online, some stores, some places. If you have a mask on, we're kicking you out. Great. Good for you. You're supporting your own freedoms. I'm not here to comment on either side of the direction. In fact, I often fall somewhere in the middle. I want things to get back to normal. I want my uh, guy, Richard, who cuts my hair at his own private business in downtown Burbank, I want, want him to get back up and running. Because he works hard, it's basically him and only him, and it's not going well for him. You know, like, I'm all for that. I also don't want him to catch it. I don't want anyone who goes into that store to catch it. And also, you know, I need a haircut. <laughs> It all comes down to that. It is weird to see people marching. It's just people who lose their minds. But it comes back to the masks for me. I'm sorry. I'm taking, this is the only stand I'll take. There is an implied arrogance to a lot of people walking around right now without the masks. That's just what it is. And look, I have a beard again. I have a full beard again. My masks probably... 40% reduced in, in, in its effectiveness. And even then, it wasn't great. Now, I have, I've talked about this before. I have about five N95 masks from my old job sitting there in a box, and I'm waiting to keep them, uh, keeping them and waiting to, waiting to use them for the reason I have them, which is an earthquake that devastates uh, parts of the town, and I need them. That's why I have them. That's why I had them in my car for my old job. It was uh, emergency response kit stuff from my old, old gig. And I stubbornly kept those, but I don't wear them. I can't wear I feel I'll be jumped by some other people because, again, it goes both directions, right? That's just me. Another conversation. But I, I, there, I buy a walking path. Now, I understand a little exercise might be a difficult, difficult with a mask on a hot day. I'm not saying, you know, if you have it around your neck and I see it down and you're standing by yourself and I'm driving by in a car, I'm not judging you, all right? I'm not judging you. Oh, yeah, does it, does it float in the air? Does it stay in the air? I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Again, not comment on anyone in power, not a comment on any certain news sites or what. I don't know anymore. That's part of the problem. That's part of what the last five years has taught us, and, and even beyond, but the last five years. And a lot of it, I'm telling you, really kicked off with like movie news, particularly Star Wars news. Forget presidential stuff, forget elections, forget fake news. It just would, it being in the movie news industry really started to highlight we're all falling for things that are 10% true, 0% true, completely made up, and it's not your grandma on Facebook. A lot of people do. So at this point, I used to wake up every morning, get the news updates on the COVID-19 stuff, look at the numbers, the study, read the things. I got to tell you, I stopped. All I know is this. I'm supposed to go out in a mask. 
I might be locked down for a few more uh, months. Some restrictions might happen. Some people get this and it's death. Some people get this and it's tis a mere flesh wound. I don't want to roll the dice. And I am a believer in this idea that I'm wearing this mask for you. Just in case my infected ass is the problem. Because I don't know. Now there's testing's more and more possible and everything. And I'll be honest, I haven't got testing. Because I guess what? I don't want to leave. I don't want to go to a medical facility right now if I don't have to. I don't want to go to a drive through testing place if I don't have to. All right? I'm good right now. But I'm going to wear a mask. Do it. Added, added benefit of the mask, you can sing along to your favorite songs in the car. We talked about this. Kirshen Rubicabla was the first to tweet this out and went, that's a genius idea. And then you get the other, then you get, I, I've had people look at me. I'm sorry, this is a ramble. I've had people look at me when I'm driving in the car with my mask on. And they like, oh, I could tell they're like making fun. Like this idiot thinks wearing the mask in the cars keeps him safe. No, this idiot is singing along to Weezer at the top of his lungs and he doesn't want anyone to know. And the mask is helping. I'm seriously, because because of these cool masks I have, I'm really happy with these masks from Dead Celebrity. Because of them, I seriously might just make them part of my normal outfit. Now, when things get back normal, you're going to be able to walk into a bank with a mask? I don't think so. But guess what? I can't remember. I cannot remember. Did I say member? Remember the last time I went into a bank. And I'm quite frankly, I'm surprised a bank is in a one-person shack with an ATM on it. You know, if you need to open a business account, that person in the shack's got you. Anyways, I'm getting off point. It's weird. The tension is palpable. When you walk around, and I've, I've told stories on here in the podcast. I had a little interaction, a little problem at, at, at a Target. People getting too close. But again, it is an implied arrogance, and I don't like that. I don't like that. I get concerned about information, concerned about the science of it all, concerned about lockdowns, concerned about losing business, concerned about losing your income. I'm losing it. Other people in my life are losing income. Other people in my life lose people. Worse than income. I'm all. I'm there for all the conversations. But, you know... Just think of someone else when you go outside thinking you're being held down by the Queen of England forced to pay some taxations on tea in the Boston Harbor right now. Hero. You're not. You're walking around Burbank shopping. Put your mask on. Think. Most people think you're pretty good. Grace and I went for a walk the other day. Masked up. Sticking to the sidewalks. We don't go on this walking path right now. And you see someone, if we can move around them, go into the street carefully, go around them, or they can go around us, depending on who's got the, 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 the heavier load. Often we have two chihuahuas, one in an older one in a stroller, so we, we keep the high ground. There was this unmasked, older, doofusy couple, because there was another guy walking a bigger dog near us. No mask, but distancing. And I'm fine. I can live with that. He was going around us, and this doofusy couple. Hey, man, your dog friendly? Can we pet your dog? Uh, yeah, yeah. And they come up, and Grace and I are like, all three of them are going to die at this point, and it should on principle. 
Yeah, I'll pet your dog in a pandemic. Let me get real close to you. No mask, no gloves. Let me pet your dog. I need to pet a doggy. If I don't pet this doggy right now, oh, my life's incomplete. Cough, cough, doofuses. And I'm the one in the house going out right now because that's the way I want to. Grace goes out when she needs to. I'm the one taking the hit. Gladly. Gladly, by choice, I'll be clear. Gladly, by choice. I don't want her to have to deal with it. I, t- I talked about that when I had the incident at Target. I, I came, even came home, off air. I live life outside of podcasts, believe it or not. And I just said, honey, you're staying. I don't want you unless you have to go out. Want to go for a walk, get your air, get the air, all that stuff. But for business, like, I'll forage. I'll forage. We're also ordering food from local restaurants. That's going spectacular. I'm tipping like I am, uh, uh, you know, an NBA star and have the money. I'm, just, I, you know, we're trying to do that. Because, again, I do believe you got to keep this economy going, and all of it's a concern. All of it's a concern. Um. Anyways, it's just on my mind because I, I had to run around. And it's like, here I am wearing a mask. And I, I don't like to generalize. That's something I'm very against because it goes all the way around, you know? You can look at me and generalize me. I could look at someone else and generalize them, and a lot of times in life we do. I don't want to generalize. Put that, mark that down. Someone li- put that down in your notebook. I don't want to generalize. However, everyone I see not in a mask have that look in their eyes. A look that says, I know the truth. You know nothing, flat earther. Get out of here. Just show some respect. That's all it is to me. Uh, this mask on my face might be doing jack boop. It really might. You could convince me that that's true because I used to have to wear masks at time at my job and a job that required me to be clean shaven because of mask purposes. Yeah, there was aesthetic reasons and everything that I didn't disagree with, but I could never fight the mask one. So I can I can hear you on why they aren't. Why you might think it's silly. But I don't give a damn. And a lot of people don't give a damn. Just be a functional grown-up adult. Stand in line for a second. Put down your musket. The red coats aren't advancing. And get your light bulbs and mop at the DIY store and get out of my life. That's all I'm asking. You can vote for whoever you want. You can hold the opinions. You can wear the T-shirts you want. I don't give two dams. You don't give two dams about me. We go our own ways. But it's just a simple sign of respect. And that's my, I'm, I'm still shocked. Part of this, and yes, 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 the message has been convoluted. But part of this was... Wear a mask, flatten the curve, so we can help our medical professionals. All right? And, yep, again, message convoluted, things change, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter to me. I'm still shocked. I am a very pro-law enforcement, emergency personnel individual. Tremendously pro. Probably to a level that would make a lot of you uncomfortable. And... I I don't understand if someone says to me, and, I, and when I initially was like, oh, are we gotta, are we, do we have to wear masks? Then I, I heard a friend like, well, just help the doctors and ER nurses and ambulance, help those people. 
because we could overload our hospitals. So I went, all right. Asked and answered, as far as I'm concerned. That's a good enough reason for me, because I'm pro those people. Now, oh, you hear stories, and my aunt posted on Facebook, and blah, 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 like hospitals are open and empty. Okay, great. Then uh, I'm all for revisiting this stuff. Case-by-case basis is how I live our life. I'm just shocked that a lot of these folks, some of whom I know wear badges, are on the front lines, are taking the conspiracy route. That's scary to me. Because we're trying to help all people like you. Anyways, uh, now I'm taking the show. I've never gone this way. I just, this this is a, a surreal situation at best. At best, surreal situation. And I just want everyone to act like functioning adults. Not petulant 14-year-olds who think they've been sent to their room when they want to go out to the football game on Friday night. We can all get through this together, as I said very early on, by not panicking. Don't panic. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy mantra. Doesn't mean don't be prepared. Doesn't mean don't verify even trusted sources. Don't mean, doesn't mean you don't have your head on a swivel and your eyes open. I am all for that. I am all for that. Just think about other people for once. Even the ones lost in fear right now. Don't toss your so-called courage, patriot, in their face. Be like a Jedi. Choose to be better. I'm going to keep wearing my mask. You can point at me and laugh. I'm going to do it. And after this is all wrapped up, which, you know, that's I know in question, um, and we're free to move about the cabin again, I'm still considering wearing a mask. Uh, number one, you know, there's other viruses out there, right? I'm not OCD. I'm not here to make fun of anyone that is. It's very real. It's very real. I'm not. I'm not. I think I'm all for drinking from a hose. I what did as a kid, get a little virus, get a little germs on you and build up some immunities. I'm all for that in general. Not right now, but in general. That said, that said, I'm tired of going to conventions. I'm tired of going to Las Vegas, going to pro wrestling shows, which because there is a lot of ritualistic handshaking. Uh, and I like a good handshake and a hug. I intend to still do that. A good hearty hug with a friend going to still happen to me. But I've grown tired in normal life of going to these events and coming back with a flu. And some of it's just, you know, I get it. You get 10,000 people in a convention center, someone's got something. But way back at the beginning of all this, when concern was different, my level of concern was different. My concern grew with information. I went to Las Vegas, performed comedy with Mark Ellis. I told y'all, I had, I had a conversation here in the, wash your hands was my thing. I didn't come out of it sick. I go, I go to Vegas sick every time. And I was like, that's number one. That was great. Two days after we left, I shut down the buffet and now the place is shut down completely. We're at Mandalay Bay. But it just made me think, I was like, well, then what's happening under normal circumstances? And yes, 
I'm speaking for the men or the folks that use the men's room. The amount of hand washing not happening before this is appalling. So when I went to Vegas and didn't get sick, it just made me think, you know what? Maybe I wear a mask and gloves all the time because <laughs> I'm tired of catching your germs. Even at someplace like Disneyland or, again, Las Vegas, Comic-Con. I know it's, it's pretty hard, but it's, to me, not just as simple as, well, as a lot of people in one place. It's a lot, of, a lot of people in one place, most of whom don't wash their hands. Most of whom don't take care of themselves. Oh, oh, it's on my mind. Number two thing on my mind is protection. Protection. Uh, Grace and I are in a war with crows. This has been an ongoing theme on the afternoons with Josh, Ken, and Amanda. I hope you guys listen to that show as well. I know this show. I know the Knapsack Files podcast feed is fading away. I'm lucky if I get 600 people listen to an episode. I get it. I'm down in the dumps about that. I'm not going to let that affect this broadcast. But I've been talking about this war with the crows. You know, we have a nice backyard. We're fortunate, very fortunate to have that. I have to work my ass off to keep it. It's a rented property, so don't, you know, don't be, you know, too jealous of me. Uh, but we have a nice yard. So crows are going to show up. Little squirrels. We have a nice little jungle. We have, like, like, we have lizards that are pretty big. Grace had a lizard in the house the other day, and I love lizards. Grace sees a bug, freaks out. This lizard, I almost stepped on it. It was just, it somehow wandered into our house and was on the carpet almost camouflage. Our chihuahuas didn't see it. Ratsy doesn't get around as much, as easy as much anymore. So she, she probably did. She probably saw I didn't care. Baxter, he's a defender of the house. He didn't see it. And this little lizard's in there. I almost, I was like, is there a leaf? And I almost like, I almost stepped on it. Then I was, then in my head, I was like, I saw it. I recognized something on the floor. I thought it was a leaf and I was going to step on it. What does that say about me? I'm the problem too, people. And Grace goes, look at lizard. And this poor thing, little garden lizard, but with a big tail. We're talking like four inches, man. I used to have, my mom and I, we uh, uh, inherited a, an iguana from our, my sister. It was like a four-foot tail on this iguana. It was great. I, I love those kind of creatures. Um, and this poor lizard's just like, uh, how did I get in here? Why are these giants? I wouldn't move. So we tried to save it. We're going to save it. We're going to capture it. Grace reached down to try to get it, and it skirted out. Went into a corner underneath like a little wireframe bookcase thing and was gone. And we couldn't find the hole in the corner. It'd be one thing if we saw it hit scurry one way or another. So now we're convinced it was a ghost lizard. Anyways, so we have a lot of wildlife around. We've had raccoons. Now we got these crows. I keep talking about these damn crows. Talked about them. I've talked a lot about these crows. I get it. Get it. Probably sick of me talking about the crows. But they're a-holes. And after Grace had to witness one eating the fresh hummingbird eggs in a nest that we've been protecting, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not letting that happen again. It's best to I understand nature, the circle of life. I get it. We can't guard this thing with a shotgun 24 hours. Sometimes you just gotta have to let it go. But as, you know, we're working at home right now. The nest is two feet, 
three feet maybe from our hallway window. We see it every time we pass. I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Mr. Chisholm in Young Guns too. Yeah, you know, from a certain point of view, he's a bad guy or good guy. I, I get it, but I am, I am Mr. Chisholm to the crows. You think you're the scourge of Burbank? Well, by God, I am Burbank. So, good friend Josh Makuga, he's all about pellet guns. Get a BB gun. Take these crows out. I don't. I'm not here to kill. I'm not saying they would even kill, but I. I it's, we're not going to do that. Grace wasn't for that. I wasn't for that. Even when we had raccoons. Get a pelican. That's Josh McCuga's answer to, to a lot of things. What's for dinner tonight? I don't know. Get a pelican. And I love him for it. The nest came back. So the nest got destroyed. First, the eggs got eaten. And then the gardeners, a few hours later, God bless them. I'm not trying to gardener shame in it. They do great work. Showed up. We didn't know. We had put a sign Bird's nest, please be careful. They blew the nest out of the tree. They're just doing their work. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to be that guy. But I wasn't going to have that happen again. But the hummingbird, we just bought a hummingbird feeder, and the hummingbird did not come back. And Grace had named it. it was, its name is Judy. I don't know what the husband's name is. There is a there is another hummingbird flying around. We assume that's the father. We're not sure. Absentee father right now. But Judy put so much work into building this nest. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. I talked, I talked recently about just staring at it. It flew up to me because I was on the back porch. You could listen to that. I don't want to repeat it. I don't want to remix it. I know I'm kind of repeating a topic here, but it's on my mind. Judy came back. Judy has built her little hummingbird nest, and you could watch it. You could sit there in the window, and you watch her come back with some fluff or a twig or a little spider web, which I'm like, fight the spiders for me. Thank you. Circle of life indeed. She builds her little nest. She sits in it, and she fluffs her feathers, and it's not just cute. It's awe-inspiring. It's, it's beautiful. It's magnificent. Meanwhile, four crows, I wake up the other day, four crows are sitting on our roof 20 feet from this nest. They had, you know, they're a little bit up. They got the high ground. They're like Obi-Wan. And they're just... So I'm like trying to clap at them. I'm trying to... And they didn't give a damn. They looks like they were picking on one of them. One of them was like squawking back real bad. I thought it was a street fight. I... It, Crows, they turn on each other. They can't even be on the same team. So I, I'm, I'm clapping. Like, I wish I had a rock to throw. Again, I don't want to kill them. I just get out of our house. So we've taken some measures. We've taken some measures. First thing I did, I had some caution tape. I even got some police tape. Don't ask me how I got it. And I got some legitimate police tape for LAPD. I also have some caution tape. We took the caution tape. And... I, I put it up. It was, I was having flashbacks to not just when I was like a director of security, but when I was like a graveyard supervisor and they'd have to caution tape off like construction spots for the morning or something like that. I was having flashbacks to like 2000. I'm pretty good with caution tape. Good pull, rip, tie, knot. You're good. So I cautioned off the area, little back porch we have. 
Some of you probably seen some Instagram pictures or an episode of Fire and Wine, and we had a little patio, a little tiny little little deck, like a four foot by four foot deck. It's really just an extended stairwell out to the back por- a backyard area. I've caution taped that off to the tree, kind of indicating, please don't come up here with your leaf blower, which is what happened. You're doing a great job cleaning my deck. But, you know, you blew a nest out of a tree. We're trying to protect the nest. I don't want to come off as some wacko. Not that people that protect animals on an extreme level are wackos. Please don't take that. And then I take, a, I take a bit of the caution tape and I tie it in the tree, not on the actual bird nest, but like on a little tiny branch next to it. And it's on like a, it's on like, it's like a, what you'd think would be a flimsy part of the tree. It, it, it blows in the wind, you know, but it's in there. And this is, this is what I love about Judy, the mama hummingbird. I'm just tying this little caution tape. She comes whizzing into the yard like, who the F are you? And I had to back away. Have to back away, but she's familiar with us. I just might get a little spiritually mumbo jumboy for you here, um, as Han Solo would say. But like, she's aware of us, and we just we we try to put some positive energy out there. If I see her, if she's like hanging around, buzzing around, like, "Hey, Judy, how you doing, Judy?" Grace and all her witchery talks to her. We th- we're starting to think this hummingbird gets what we're, we're, we're trying to do here. I mean, all right, maybe we're crazy. Maybe we're crazy. But so then that's that's the first part. We kept the they kept the hummingbird safe from the gardeners. And I came out and I did try to communicate with them. I, I think they thought I was crazy, and I'm fine with them. I can live with them. Then the next the next phase, you know, it's taken me all this time. I understood what a scarecrow was. It wasn't just a you know a character that needed some help. In, uh, from the Grand Wizard or whatever. Is that, was he a Grand Wizard? That's a the Wizard of Oz. I, I don't think it's appropriate to call him a Grand Wizard, right? I don't know. You don't know what he, you don't know what he did on the weekends. Um, so I said, Wait, do, we, do we need to get a Scarecrow? Because we, got, we had that squirrel fighting the crow for supremacy in the backyard, but that's kind of far from the nest. Do we put a Scarecrow out there? Does that keep them around? So Grace looked it up. You you need to get a dead crow. Well, I don't want a real dead crow, so she ordered a fake dead crow, and it is said that you hang it, get this, upside down, and the crows, other the live real crows, are smart enough to look at that and go, whoa, there's some darkness going on here. They're murdering our type and hanging up. So we, we it, it arrived today. It was mentioned this on, on another broadcast. I know. Bear with me. I'm going to stop apologizing for that. This happened today at the recording. So yesterday at the time of this release. So we did, we hung this very realistic looking. It looks like a dead crow. Like it's off putting. So we hung it on the side of our house upside down. We ho- we're trying to figure out, does that scare the hummingbird away? What does the hummingbird think of a dead crow? We're going to find out. So um, we got we got uh, this uh, crow now, but I took it one step further. I mentioned those, those pellet guns, those BB guns. We weren't going to do that. So I ordered some high-powered 
water guns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on. Back in my crazy youthful days, I think 93, 94, still in high school. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 93, my senior year. Some friends and I, there was a junior high in our in my hometown. There was two junior highs, or I think now they're called middle schools at the time. I went to Judkins Junior High. Now it's Judkins Middle School. And it changed shortly after I graduated there. That's not something brand new. But the other one's Paulding Middle School, which, by the way, that was my rival school. Their initials were PMS. Ha-ha, you Paulding puds. We were the Judkin Jaguars. I think they called us the Judkin Jerkoffs. That's fair. We'll take it. That was it. That was the two junior highs in my five cities area of my hometown. I think there were some in Santa Maria, some in San Luis Obispo, but my neck of the woods, five cities, that was the junior highs. Until when we were in high school, they opened up one on what's called the Napomo Mesa, which is more of a rural part of the five cities area. Uh, It's definitely grown, definitely been uh, developed. When I was there, it was like, one of the major intersections up once you got up the Napoma Mesa and it's a Mesa. Like it's a, as a kid, my dad and I, we drive around. He like, I'd be like, let's go on the roller coaster road. And he, it would, you dip down and it's, it's kind of fun, quite frankly, when I'm still in town now and I, I still head up on the, on the road. Uh, so they built this junior high up there. So a little less people around. I think it's a little more developed than there's a neighborhood around it. Now there were some houses type of thing, but it was like, it was junior high out there, big kind of facility. So me and my friends, get this. This is why we were so cool in high school and rolling in love and sex and and rock and roll. We weren't. We'd go up on Friday nights and have super soaker wars. That's right. Like four on four, six on six. We'd gather gather some friends and roll up there about nine, ten at night on a Friday night. How no one stopped us or local authorities didn't come check or neighbors didn't call or a neighbor just didn't take a BB gun and fire on us. I don't know. I don't know if we'd do this now. Actually, quite frankly, I would do. I at forty four, I'd like to go have a super soaker war. Uh, it was really fun. But we go at night, and we'd all dress in military kind of style garb because we thought we were cool, and quite frankly, we were. And we go have like a capture the flag type of uh, type of thing. Big big battle, shoot each other, get wet, capture the flag, get back to the get safe, go have a go to Denny's, have a burger, Jack in the Box, grab a, a baconator or whatever it was at the time. Uh, it was great. So I had three Super Soakers. I had a Super Soaker 200. I had the Super Soaker 150. And I had like a pistol. Yeah, that's how into it we were. Super Soaker 200 was that one. It was a little pump action, but it did have a trigger. But a pump action one, it had two cases on it. It was a massive weapon of water war. And it had a strap, like it needed a strap. I felt like Chewbacca. The 150 was great. The pistol, close range combat in case things got a little hairy. You know what I mean? Often my style and capture the flag type of events is usually to sneak off to the borders of the event and try to sneak in that way. It sometimes works. It used to work in sixth grade. I was pretty good on an open field soccer field, capture the flag. I'd still find a way to sneak around. I was pretty good at it, to be honest. But anyways, I think I need, we got some, some, some high powered water guns at the house. These crows, it's on. We're going to protect the hell out of this, this nest for Judy and her eggs. The eggs are not quite there yet. Or we're getting close. 
And I'm letting you know it goes. I might need to upgrade. I don't have that Super Soaker 200 anymore. I had it for a very long time, which, if you know me, is not surprising. Uh, I'm often accused of being a hoarder. I fight back against that, but I do keep a lot of things probably longer than I should. I think it was only recently, maybe in the last four or five years, that I got rid of the Super Soaker 200. Damn it. It'd be perfect now. And a nozzles spray stream. It was great. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Ken, don't you have a hose? Yeah, we actually have a lot of hose with some high-powered guns. Some high-powered nozzles. Let me tell you something. If the crow's causing problems, you don't have time to go down, turn on the hose, unravel it, hope there's not a spider that jumps out of the nozzle, which I've had. I've had a black widow at my old house in Northridge do that. And, you know, hope the crow's still around. If, if, if it's in the middle of trying to get at that nest, we are grabbing the squirt guns. Water guns, quite frankly. Squirt gun is not what we have. Pump action. It's got pump action on this. these two guns. Yeah, that's right. I bought two just in case, you know, both of us are armed and ready or we later on in the lockdown want to have a water gun fight. That's our, that's our journey. Don't, don't judge us. But I'm ready. Oh, I'll be damned. You guys might be sick of me talking about the crows and this nest and the hummingbird, but it's on my mind. Protection. I am not letting Grace have to relive the horror of watching those eggs be attacked and eaten by that crow. And I don't want crows around anymore. We, we are displaying that fake dead crow like a head on a spike. We mean business. I'm going to shoot you with water, crows. We're thinking of getting two more, at least two more of these dead crows. Put one in the back backyard where like, they like to get on the, the power lines. But now we get this giant pine tree out in the front yard. And they get up there. It is like Game of Thrones. It, it, you expect Bran to sudden, suddenly come walking up on, a, you know, on Hodor's back or, or a white walker to come walking up. Or, uh, you know, cold hands from the books. But... um. Yeah, we're thinking of just, and our neighbors are going to be like, what is with these weirdos? They've killed a crow and hunt. Because if, you, if you're passing by, you're going to think it's real. It's good. It's really good. I'm sure one of us will post a picture or five about it soon. But we're thinking we don't care. We might just, we're just going to hang it from the top of our house on the front. Be warned, you crows, lest you be sprayed with the might of my water cannon. That's what's happening here. All right, I know you all think I'm crazy, but we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk about the number one thing on my mind. Thanks for listening. It's time, baseball fans. The new podcast feed, Box Score Heroes, has arrived. This is the new home of the show, Behind the Bag, with Ken Napsok and Tom Dagnino. And is also the place to find shows like The Legends of the Wax Packs, the only baseball power rankings you need, and My Favorite Baseball, a nostalgic look back at the game we all love, and more. Find the podcast feed on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Box Score Heroes is your podcast home for everyone with a a passion for all things baseball.
I'm Grace Hancock, and I wanted to let you know that I'm adding new designs to my Society6 shop with several on their way. If you didn't know, you can go to society6.com slash Mrs. Graceface and shop prints of my original artwork, as well as tons of other items like stationery, notebooks, mugs, throw pillows. It's a great place to shop for gifts or just for yourself, especially in my shop if you like witchy expressionism. So head to society6.com slash Mrs. Graceface and check it out. And we're back on the three things here in the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I was thinking during the break. I, yeah, I was a little grumpy. I, I don't, I'm sorry to complain about listener numbers on this podcast feed. It's just, it's, it's been happening for a while and that's my problem, not yours. I got to get better. There's a lot of entertainment choices out there. Not everyone is, is in their car right now listening to podcasts or at the office, but you know, that happened well before the lockdown situation, and that's fine. So I wanted—I don't want to concentrate on the people I don't have listening. I want to concentrate on you all listening, and I want to thank you very much for your support. Continued support of me, my shows, my brands, shows that are coming. If you're a baseball fan, hope, you, hope you're going to check out that Box Score Heroes show coming soon. Close to announcing that date. It's, I'm just going to commit. I, I'm committed to it, but I just got to do it. That's the lesson, huh? Let's get to it. The number one thing on my mind, because I'm sounding negative. I'm not. I'm in a good headspace. I am in a good headspace. And I want to talk about that because I talk and have talked a lot during this lockdown situation that you're going to feel a wide range of things and you're going to feel them all at the same time. And you could feel worried, concerned, sad. You could be grieving. You could be fearful, frightened and afraid, lonely. You can be all these things. And you can also be bored. You can also be unsure of what tomorrow's going to bring. And you could also be excited that tomorrow you can get up at 11. You can be all of them. That's the human existence. That's the condition. And I, I want to talk right, right now about Again, something on my mind. And I realized the other day I was in a situation where I was in a like a Zoom call. I don't I don't do those often. No disrespect. If you're if you're a friend of mine listening and you're like about to invite me to some Zoom hangout and off air we just hang out and drink, I'll, I'll do it for select individuals. There's been a couple I've I've done that for. Other, other than that, I'm good. <laughs> I'll see you in a couple months. We'll talk over if you want to do a podcast or a show that's productive. That said, I was on one, so I did want to stop by and say hi to some folks. And the host of the event, of the little private event, was like, hey, you know, how's everyone doing? Which is a great question to ask, by the way. And there was a lot of silence, and I just kind of, she goes, you know, she, she said, I just, just, you just raise your hand if you, if you think you're feeling good. It, 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 makes, it makes it sound like this is a very formal meetup, but, you know, you got a Zoom call. There's like maybe 10 people on the screen, and... I was the I raised my hand like I was in class and she was like that's interesting like only a couple of you did and it was in that moment I just I really owned the fact that I was feeling good that this lockdown and that this weird surreal challenging painful pandemic situation has also allowed me this rare chance to slow down 
focus on everything I need to do, focus on others around me as well, by the way, and face down some things on that checklist that I kept putting off, technical things, uh, fixing up my studio, getting on the internet, broadcasting live to YouTube and Twitch more, and in a different capacity than just sitting there on the couch playing games, all those kind of things, right? Like, I put all that off, and the world's been afforded this weird, again, surreal at best opportunity to press pause and figure it out. And in keeping with what I say up top, there's a lot of sadness, a lot of heartache, a lot of financial struggle. And I think there can be kind of a feeling, if you're like me right now, and, you know, when this started, I was a little panicked, a little worried. And I don't know what a month and two months from now will look like. I just know right now, today, I'm happy with a lot of things I've been able to do, accomplish, take off the list, face down. The big thing is face down. I'm just talking about broadcasting, you know, a program like StreamYard has made it tremendously easy for people like me who are not technically inclined to get on StreamYard or to, to get on YouTube and Twitch and, and Facebook Live, anything you want to do. That's why I love it. There's other ways to do it. OBS, Zoom, everything, StreamYard, whatever, but, or StreamLabs, but StreamYard has worked for me. But you got to understand, getting uh, programming up on YouTube, still I don't do it a ton, but even getting my head around it, getting my head on, on just a good webcam, uh, you know, streaming, live streaming camera, uh, any of those kind of things were things I ran away from because I was afraid of it. I'm not good at that stuff. I am not super technical. I get asked a lot about podcast advice. I'm happy to give it. We're going to be doing that more soon through the Patreon page. But like when it comes to like sound quality and everything fluctuates, I like to experiment a little bit more. Like what does the knob this way do? You know, I'm still working. The, the Rodecaster Pro, which I still love, they did a big update. I had now have more power and control uh, than ever before about my, on my settings. And I'm trying to get the right noise gate because I love using it, but it also is very aggressive sometimes. You hear that that whisper uh, on, on my vocals. But I'm trying. I'm conquering all that one item at a time, which isn't just yay me and my podcast or yay me and my live stream. It is very personal for me because. I run away from that kind of stuff. And this lockdown situation has put me squarely in front of myself. And I'm feeling good because I'm excelling in a lot of areas right now. And Grace and I are doing great. The house is, we're very fortunate. And I, and I always say that. And again, and again this, is a, this is about owning what we're feeling. And you out there might be going in that situation. There's a lot of a lot of people around you struggling, losing jobs, losing people. I know some people like that, or I know some people if their their kids have gotten sick, their adult children, and they're not and they're not sure what, what's going to happen. And I, I know people whose parents have had it. Like, I I, I I that's all there. And again, going to the 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 beginning of this segment, you can be worried about those around you and those you love. And you can still be bored. The bigger version of that is what I'm feeling right now. I can still be concerned. I can still be upset when I see someone not wearing a mask. 
I can still try to do my part. And I also can look around and go, this situation's not defeating me. And I'm happy with that. And I'm proud of that. And I want to see what I take forward. Because at some point, this is going to go away. Hopefully, right? Hopefully soon. I want to get a haircut. Not going to march for it. But I want a haircut. Not from, you know, I don't know. I'm sure Grace could probably cut good hair if she tried. But, you know, I don't, her or the chihuahuas, I don't want them to cut my hair right now. Whatever hair I have left, I'm holding on to it for like one more year, right? But at some point, this all goes back to normal. At some point, you all go back to normal and, yeah, if you want to call it new normal, whatever. I don't, I don't care about those terms. I don't care about that stuff. At some point, you're going to go back to the office. At some point, you're going to go into Wood Ranch, not just get curbside pickup. At some point, you're going to the grocery store, or go in the grocery store yourself and not wait in a line. At some point, you can go back to the gym. At some point, a friend's going to invite you over for a party. At some point, this all gets back to where we once were or a close version of it. And we're going to have scars that we're going to carry forward and grow from and learn from. But also, you might have personal successes and personal accomplishments and personal insight that you might take from this. I'm not telling anyone how to live through this. Not not telling anyone how to get through it. Just sharing what I'm going through. I have been locked away with myself and Grace and two wonderful chihuahuas. But I have been locked away with myself. And I have to face myself. And I feel better for it right now. Glass half full. Look on the bright side of life. Boom. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Yep, all those are there. All those bumper sticker kind of forms of advice. It's all there. But beyond all that is the reality of what I'm in right now. I've, I'm not going to run away from that feeling anymore. In a week from now, I might lose uh, two-thirds of my income. And in uh, three weeks from now, I might need to go work at uh, the, my little mailbox center. Instead of mailing Star Wars books from it, I'll have to work at it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, all I know is right now, I feel as though I've looked at this situation, I've looked at myself, and I haven't just hung in there, haven't just survived. I've learned a lot about myself and find myself thriving in some areas. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to be okay with that. Because in life, I think it's important even outside this situation, outside of what I'm talking about, I think it's very important to claim those moments of happiness, those moments of pride, those moments of accomplishment when you have them. Life is fleeting. Blink of an eye. Have them, enjoy them, recognize them, don't run away from them. I say a lot, sometimes you need to accept the praise and love given to you. Went through a birthday... A lot of um, a lot of my Patreon supporters once again gifted me some items. It's silly. That's silly and that's stupid, but I love them all for it. I love them all for it. And it's not just about things in my hand. It's them saying, we connect with you, we're invested in you, and I'm invested in them. I know each and every one of them by name. Maybe not quite all of them by face, but if you come up to me at a live event or run into me on the street and you go, hi, I'm so-and-so from Patreon, I'll know you. 
I'll know you. And it's hard for me. They got me some cool Lego sets. I'm staring at them right now, and I'm like, I don't deserve this, but that's my own lesson. Shoved back in my face, which, by the way, they do on Discord. See you out there. There might be something small. Own it. There might be something great and grand going on in your life, despite everything going on in the world that does not take away from the world's problems. It shouldn't take away from your concern about the world's problems or your neighbor's concerns or your friend's loss. But own what you're feeling now because it might be gone. And also, we talk about learning through the, 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 the failures. Failure's the greatest teacher, Yoda would tell you, and he's right. But there's also, I think, something to say about learning about yourself when you're feeling good. In a way, you can bottle up what's going on and realize that's what that feels like. That's what that tastes like. I need to get back to that because I'm going to lose my way at some point. Again, at some point, you're going to lose your way. Enjoy this while you have it. Enjoy this while you're experiencing it because that's just as, as much as a, a valuable lesson too. What got me there? What did it feel like? What was I doing daily when I was feeling good about what I was doing? Because you're going to get back to that. It might have been 20 years ago. It might have been last week. doesn't matter. Remember it. Celebrate it. Don't be afraid of it. There's an old, old song in Sunday school. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. There's a lot of truth in that. It's not just your candle that's burning and lighting your way. You're illuminating a path for others, too. Because we all want to feel good. That's the goal. I'm here for when you're down. I'm also going to be here for you when I'm up because I want you to come up here, too. Own it. And when someone asks me again and has been asked a few times, how you doing through all this? I'm telling them with no sense of guilt, no sense of selfishness, just a sense of honest truth. I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. We're going to get through this, everybody. In L.A. County, looks like we might be locked down for a little bit. And you're going to have more people saying, take to the streets, get our businesses back. I don't know if they're wrong. You're going to have more people say, lock us in a bubble. That's how we'll get through this. I don't know if they're wrong. Case by case, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, but we will get through this. And I love listening to all of you talk back to me, Discord, Twitter, all those things. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know how you're feeling. Do that. Follow me at Kednapsack. Go to Kednapsack.com. Patreon page if you want to support. That's not about the, that right now, though. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm feeling good. I hope you can get there, too, if you're not. And you will. You were there once before. You'll get there again. All right, I'm going to go fight some crows. See ya.